success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. How should you be investing as you get closer to retirement? That's the topic today here on Success in the New Retirement here with Damon and Matt. I'm Jennifer Perry. And guys, I know you talk about this all the time at your workshops and with your clients too. The way we approach investing, it changes over time. And you actually covered this in the book too. It's actually chapter nine and key number two in navigating this new retirement. And that's stage of life investing. But what does that really mean? You know, this is a an interesting topic in that I think people inherently know that as they approach retirement that things are changing, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting older, you're realizing it, you can't go out and, and run the, the mile as fast as you used to. You feel the aches and pains um, the next day a little bit more, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go out and I wakeboard and I tear a, you know, one of my bicep tendons or something Ouch. like that, you know. And <laughs> That's really painful. <laughs> just all of these things start happening um, and we inherently know and we'll ask people all the time, how should you be invested? And all of them know, oh, we should be more conservative. But what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's the question. And as we dive into things and, and dig deeper with people, their eyes are really opened to, oh, my gosh, I really probably am not invested like I think I should be. And I know that I should be. And so we have to kind of reiterate that with people and help teach them that at this stage of life, it's no longer trying to accumulate as much as possible. It's about preserving what you have. And if you're coming into, you know, I think that's a hard thing for people to even like just grasp because again, Mm -hmm. human nature is we get ultra greedy when the market's doing awesome and we want to get ultra conservative and run for the hills when the market's going the other way. Yeah. Yeah. And typically the typical, you know, investor does that at the completely wrong time, right? They're, they're in the market, they get, oh, now it's really time to really invest and they start going all in right around the time that the market's hitting a peak and it's about ready to go the other way. And then the market drops and then finally they say, well, I can't do this anymore and then they bail out of that. And so stage of life investing is tough just with the human emotions because when the market's doing really good, I don't care if you're 20 years old, 50 years old or 70 years old, when the market's doing awesome and you hear this headline that the market's up 15%, you're like, man, I should be doing that. If that with my hundred thousand dollars, my retirement account would now be to one fifteen. I should go all in on that. And so like Damon was saying, stage of life is kind of, they have this concept that we all know we should be more conservative, but we also have to then look at, you know, human nature and say, yeah, but the human nature is that we're going to get over, you know, exuberant about the market at the wrong times and maybe go away from that. Wouldn't you say, Matt, that then it's kind of like losing weight, you know, it's kind of like starting with the end in mind (laughs) that, you know, you're going to get hungry and you're going to want to go and eat all the the stuff. And that's when the markets are, you know, are hard and you want to bail and you don't want to do it. But if you have a plan in mind, which is really a lot of what we, we are trying to do with our clients is help them put together a plan in the front so that good or bad, when things are, you know, when you're really doing good on that on that weight loss plan and everything's motivating and then the next day you wake up and you just don't want to do it, right? You've got a plan that says, oh, yeah, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and yeah, you're I, measuring I, that. I think that's the case, but I think that's what we spend a lot of time sitting and talking with people. Because, again, if you bring someone into the office and you said, okay, you're about ready, you know, you're five years out from retirement, let's create a plan where you're going to average 7 to 8% and that's what it's going to consistently produce on average over the next 20, 30 years. Just about every single person that walks into our office and we talk to them about that would be totally gung-ho with that. They'd be super excited about that plan. 
The problem is, is then you get times like this where the market's up, you know, 15 percent. And they go, why am I only making, you know, <laughs> nine or 10 percent right now when I could be making more? Yeah. And you sit there and say, well, you're, you're not 100 percent in the market. Right. Mm-hmm. But then then there's those times where the market's down 15, 20 percent. And they're like super excited that they only drop seven or eight percent because they were more balanced at that time. At the end of the day, they're going to end up averaging that, you know, seven to eight percent over the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. But it's hard in that moment, just like on the diet. You know, it's hard to stick with that. It's hard not to eat the dessert. It's hard to go to the gym. It's hard to do those things. But in the long run, you're happy about that and happy with your decision to stick with those things. But in reality, again, we all have those human emotions that we have to fight. And so one of the things Damon and I are doing all the time is trying to harp on that and making sure that we're sticking to the financial plan because it's going to achieve the best results in the long run. And that means that sometimes you're not capturing every gain, but it also means you're also protecting from some of those losses, which at the end of the day, you're gonna be super happy with those long-term results. You just can't get too stuck on the moment and what the market's doing that month or that week or that year. Yeah, and guys, I know that consistency is what you build into the plans for the people that you work with, but I know our listeners might be in sort of these different stages of life right now. So let's break down the three main ones that you cover in the book. And by the way, if you want a free chapter of Success in the New Retirement too, you can visit our website, creatively called successinthenewretirement.com. We kind of stick to a theme here on this show, guys. But uh, (laughs) in the book, you break it down to really three stages. And I want to go back to the accumulation phase. Now, a lot of baby boomers today probably remember when we were in our 20s, our 30s. We were just getting started with investing, just started with savings, maybe 401k plans and that kind of thing. And it was interesting. I don't know if you guys uh, ever get sucked into much TV, but every once in a while, I come across the show Pawn Stars. Have you seen this one on cable? Yeah, is it yeah. still on? It is still <laughs> like, on, actually, yeah. So they're, they're still selling and buying stuff, Still right? selling, yeah. And apparently, <laughs> if you go to Vegas, you can stand in line for hours and hours and uh, try to catch a glimpse of the stars. But Chumley is kind of the lovable goofball on this show and he really apparently doesn't understand investing here's what i caught on one recent episode so what do you know about investing i pretty much need to take what i have and flip it a couple of times and then bubble <laughs> it up and do the double bubble you know what i mean flip it a couple of times and just keep doubling it like till it's yeah. just you know like a million bucks or something i have no idea what a flip bubble super duper triple bubble is <laughs> I pity his poor advisor there trying to explain investing to him. But uh, guys, we inherently know, I think, during this stage that the point is to grow our money. But there is no double bubble. There's no magic fix, is there? There really isn't. And and for a lot of the people, especially starting off in your accumulation phase in your 20s or 30s, um, you feel like you have forever. And the dollar amounts aren't real sexy. They're not big, um, but this is when you have to be disciplined and and go in and and look at the markets as a long-term investment where you're going to let it ride and be aggressive. I mean, that's the only way to do it is to use that compounding interest and get your matching from your 401ks and and really kind of see those things start to grow and, and be motivated by it. And every time you get a raise, you should be looking at adding some more to that that retirement puzzle but you know again it comes down to in that stage a lot of people aren't focused on retirement and so they're focused on the now again and and this is where they need to be looking towards the future and and aggressively investing for a good retirement 
You know, I think the key with the, that phase, the accumulation phase, is consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's it's putting money in on a regular basis, and like Damon said, looking to increase that, and you know, making sure your cost of living is at a certain level that you can still continue to save. And there's there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, if we're adding dollars in there every single month. It's amazing how large that can become. Yeah. Um, I have a client. She retired from the post office. She never made more than $50,000 a year, and she's a millionaire. Wow. Oh, that's And so you say, how can that be? Well, Mm -hmm. it's because she consistently put some of her salary, even though it wasn't this massive, you know, half a million dollar a year or whatever it is, what you would think a big number, she was consistently putting that away and she was investing. You know, and and I tell that story and it's a kind of a funny story because she came in a year after, you know, we sat down and kind of built her financial plan and she retired. And she came in and all she would talk to me about is how she was reducing her budget and lowering her expenses. And I had to tell her to say, hey, hold on, we need, to, we need to step back here. And we actually went through and I added up all of her accounts and we totaled it up on a paper and I showed her, you are a millionaire. And wow. she about fell out of her chair because she didn't even realize how much she had saved and worked hard for and, and what she had. Wow. And I said, you're at a stage of your life now that it's not about... Let's try to you know cut the budget some more and save. You need to now start figuring out how you're going to spend some of this and enjoy it. And so a week later, she comes back into the office, and she holds up her hands, and she had these bright red fingernails. And her big splurge was she went and got her nails done. Oh, wow. So, so it was a start. Yeah. But, but again, she had been consistent. She built up some really good habits to be able to be putting money away every single month and that does two things. Number one, it starts building that wealth. And like Damon said, you can take advantage of matches that your employer is offering. But then number two, there's this thing called dollar cost averaging. And we'll get a little technical here, but dollar cost averaging is every month when you put in your, your money, you get to buy at whatever the stock market is at that point. Okay. So one of the challenges is if you have a big chunk of money, the big chunk of money, you're kind of like, well, when do I invest that? Because <laughs> if you go put it in and then very you know, next month, the market drops 10%, well, now your big chunk of money is 10% less. Well, when you have these little deposits, what's awesome about that is you get you don't have to time the market. You can just buy, and so one month you're going to buy, and the market's down, and the next month it's up. And so you get to just gradually build your wealth, and you're buying in at different times. And that is a huge opportunity to create wealth because now you have opportunities to potentially buy lower and watch that money rise. And so you know that consistent savings plan that you can put yourself on, the sooner the better, mm-hmm. will result in accumulating a large amount of wealth. Even if you don't put large sums every month, it will grow over time and become something you'll be able to rely on in the future. That's really encouraging, guys, for some of our younger listeners who are still in that accumulation phase and just trying to build their wealth and to know, too, that it's going to pay off handsomely for you in retirement, just as the postal worker there with a $50,000 salary did. If she can do it, a lot of us can, too. So some important lessons there. But eventually, guys, we do move to the stage that you call preservation. When does that typically happen? Um, Around 50. Okay. Um, Where you have 10 to 15 years left of retirement and your time span to where you're going to start spending these dollars is getting shorter and shorter. Right. One of the, the great things about the market, one of the reasons it's one of the, the great accumulators is that as we look at history and we look at 25, 30, 35 year windows of time, you know, no matter what one we look at, the average return of the Dow Jones Industrial Average over any 35 year window of time or 30 year window is about a 6 percent 
average return, which is really not that bad, Mm -hmm. right? And so people can kind of count on that and be consistent. But then when we start to look at shorter windows of time and we look at 10, 5, and 1-year windows, your potential downside in in that time frame can be awesome, right? You could hit a home run, but you could also hit a 2008 and lose 40% of your portfolio. And if that's in that kind of what we call the red zone of getting ready for retirement, that 10 to 15 year window, that could really set you back uh, as to when you retire or what your, your lifestyle will be like because you have a lot less money. And so you have to start looking at preserving what you've built while still growing it, which means that you have to take less risk, which when the markets are flying high, can be a hard thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because emotionally we want to be in there, we want to be earning that money, but we have to have this mindset shift to say, okay, yes, growth is important, but it's more important to preserve what I have because my biggest enemy now is having a market downturn at the wrong time for when I want to retire. And I would say that the key to doing that so that you can remain focused and remain committed to the strategy of preserving your wealth is what we found really works well for clients is especially when they're like in that 50 they may have five or ten years you know before they're going to retire what we would suggest is you have part of your money that's fairly aggressive that you can Mm kind of take and take advantage of and have that euphoria and that fun when the market's doing really well but then now you're starting to carve off some of that money and saying okay I'm going to have my fun with this money, but here over here on this side is my bucket of money that's my safe money, mm-hmm. that I'm going to get a good return on it, but I'm not going to expose it to too much risk. And what you'll find is you can still have fun with that other account, but if the market switches, now you don't have everything in that basket that's now tumbling. You at least have a part that's you know safe, that's preserving, that's growing consistently, that's not going to have this big, huge drop. Yeah. And so then as you get older, you start putting more and more money into that bucket because you know, you're, you're getting wiser and you're realizing, you know what, I don't need to have a double-digit return to make sure my money lasts. I'm planning on taking 3 4 5% out every year. So if I can just grow this thing by 5 or 6%, I will absolutely never run out of money and I can pass on some wealth. And so those are the keys. We, again, sometimes if you take all of your money and you invest it in a conservative or a moderate conservative portfolio, that's when you start going, oh, man, I'm missing out. Oh, and, and we have this fear of FOMO, right? Yes. Uh, that's what the kids would say, <laughs> FOMO, the fear of missing out. And so one of the ways you can you know, avoid that emotion and stick with your plan is dividing it up into these different types of strategies so you can have some money that's on a wild ride if you're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And again, and every person's different. I have some people that they're 45 years old and I would tell them to be more aggressive and inherently they're just more conservative Yeah, yeah. and they're not just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. The risk. And, yeah. and it doesn't matter how much I say, well, the math says you should do this and this. They're just like, nope, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. And so, so there's also the personal part of how much risk you're willing to take. Yeah. And so you got to find that balance with what your risk level is, what your desire to have some of the, the gains that the market's providing, but also providing that balance. Well, balance becomes even more critical guys as we move into the third stage, which is distribution. And we want to spend a lot of time on that. So that's coming up in our next episode here on success in the new retirement. But since we're talking about stage of life investing, guys, I thought it would be great to have a young guest here on our show, one who's very early on in her accumulation phase. Raising successful kids. Here's Damon Roberts. So I'm sitting here with my daughter, Lily, who is 10 years old. And we are talking about some of the things she's learned about financially in our home. 
Lily, what is allowance and how much do you get every week? Um, I get $10 because I'm 10 and allowances are like money we get from doing chores. Oh, so you have to work for it? Yeah. Isn't that really fun? No. No? <laughs> okay. Well, how much of your $10 a week do you have to save? A 60? 60%, right? Yeah. And what's that going to be used for at some point? Um, like your mission or college. Okay, so future stuff. And then what else do we pay out of that? Tithing. And how much is that? 10%. 10%. Okay, so that leaves 30% or $3 a week for you to do what with? What, where does that go? Spend. That's your spending money, right? Yeah. And so what do you use it for? I use it for like things maybe I want at like the store or like Christmas. Okay, giving presents. So when you go to the store and you say, Dad, can I have that candy bar? What do I say? Yes, sometimes. Yes, sometimes. I usually ask the question, what? Do you have money in your account? Yeah. And then does that sometimes make you not want to buy the candy bar anymore? Yeah. (laughs) When you have to spend your own money? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Learning about money is fun, huh, Lily? Mm -hmm. Damon, first of all, she is super cute. I want to hear from her more often. But uh, sounds like she's pleased with getting an allowance. Not so pleased at 10 for having to, you know, do things like tithe and to put some away. But I would bet that uh, if we check in with her 10, 20 years from now, she's going to be better for this, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think one of the hardest things is when people come into the office that have not done the things they need to and didn't learn from an early age to spend less than they make. And they'll come in and they're hoping that you can have some kind of magic wand to to help them retire. And, and it's, I want to so bad, but I can't erase the 50 years or 20 years of working period that where they just didn't do what was right. So, you know, I have tried to teach my children from a young age with their allowances. Yeah, they get to to have that, but they don't get to spend it all. Well, more lessons like this, you can find those online with us at successinthenewretirement.com. You can find Damon and Matt's book, Success in the New Retirement, on Amazon.com or get a free chapter now at successinthenewretirement.com. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.